want apple juice. Lucas wants apple juice. I know, I heard him can say I that. Can I have apple juice? Yeah, you can have apple juice. Can I have soda? Yes, you can have soda. Can I press that button? No, you can't press that button. Why? Because that's going to play the theme song. I'm not ready to Click. start the pot. Guys, James Gutman here on HiPod. I'm Dad. Welcome back to another edition of the podcast. Every Friday, right here on HiPodOnDad.com or on any streaming service, you could find this podcast. Thank you for checking it out. Thank you for sharing, telling people about it. It means a lot to me. I really appreciate that. I appreciate all of the support as well on the blog. As you guys know, I do HiBlogOnDad, available on HiBlogOnDad.com twice a week, Monday, Wednesday, new stuff. For years, I've been doing this. Um, it's kind of my outlet. It lets me write, it lets me get my feelings out, talk about some things that I have going on. It always feels good. This week was great, actually. I did two. Uh, as I just said, on Monday, I wrote about taking my son and his best friend, Christian, to a pumpkin patch and the nightmare that it was, which is not new for Lucas. My son is nonverbal. He has autism. He's 11 years old. And he's never been a huge fan of, shall we say, walking anywhere. <laughs> doesn't like to do much. I always said Lucas was like, in Goodfellas. Do you guys remember in Goodfellas when he said the thing about Pauly? Well, my son is like Pauly from Goodfellas, where if it seems like Pauly doesn't move a lot, it's because Pauly doesn't move for anyone. That's Lucas, my kid, doesn't move for anyone. And that's what happened at the pumpkin patch. Didn't want to do stuff, didn't want to move around, didn't want to run, didn't want to walk, didn't want to look at pumpkins, didn't want to touch a pumpkin. He would eat the cookies that we got him. That was cool, but eh, everything else was eh. Christian wasn't feeling it either. It really was not the most productive outing of the day. And I think a lot of parents out there, you guys know that when you go out for something for your special needs child, in my case, my son's nonverbal, Christian is minimally verbal, and then they don't like it. And no, none of the adults want to do it. No adult wants to go to a pumpkin patch and pick out pumpkins and drag a kid around. And then it's miserable. And the thing that makes it worse is if you're with the wrong person, and they turn to you and they blame you for it. And this has been an issue I know special needs parents have dealt with. Sometimes you bring a grandparent, you bring different people out there. And somebody's like, why did we even do this? This is miserable. And it causes a big fight. And how lucky I am to have been there with Lauren, who was not that. Lauren was not um, this day the person who was naysaying. And there are days where she is, and I try to be her voice of reason. There's days when I am and I'm, you know. She's my voice of reason. We kind of balance each other out. And I wrote about uh, the love that I have for her and her son and how happy I am to just have them in our lives and how much easier they make some of the hard times. So I, I loved getting a chance to write that. I appreciate you guys reading it. The overwhelming support has been great uh, in a good place in that respect. Wednesday, wrote about my son, my boy, um, and coming to grips with the fact that he might never speak. And that's something that even writing it, when I wrote it, I was like, oh, like, kind of like, sometimes it still feels like a gut punch because as a parent, I want my kid to do everything. I want him to fly. I want him to do magic. I want him to lead the Senate. I want him to do everything. So to say my child might never do this thing, whether it's something that people consider basic like speaking or something major like calculus, it still is a thing that makes you go, oh, 
Am I a bad parent? And that's what I wrote about on Wednesday was coming to grips with it, accepting it, no longer focusing entirely on it, which I did when he was little. Every single teacher, every single professional. What do you want us to work on? Make him talk. Oh, well, what else do you want? I just talk, man. Just make him talk. I don't, what, what else is there? Talk. Eh, he gets older. He tried. We tried for years. To this day, I still say, every day I say to him, I'd be like, Lucas, you know, can you say, say daddy, say it. No, no, you, no, you, no, say, look at me. Look, look, say it. And I'm pointing to my lips. I'm like, say it, say it. And he's, and he gets frustrated and starts tapping his lips and he's getting upset. I'm like, all right, don't, don't get upset. I don't want to get him upset. There's obviously something there that I don't understand that's blocking him from doing it. One day, maybe we'll figure it out. Monday, maybe we won't, but I never want him to think that he needs to do this for me if he's not able to do it. And that's kind of what this thing was right, uh, written about on Wednesday. The only thing that I did mention is that there, I am 99% cool with the fact that he might never do it, but there's still 1% of me that's like, I still want him to do it. <laughs> you know, I want to make his life. I haven't completely been like, no, 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 we're good. We don't talk. Nah, don't worry about it. Don't, don't teach him anything. No, I still try to teach him things. This 1% of me still wants that to happen. And I've written about this in the past, man. I have a, a past blog post called Hoping Not Needing, and that's what it's about. I hope that one day he does everything to the best of his ability, but I don't need him to do it anymore. It's not, it's not life or death. It is what it is. And a lot of stuff I feel like with him, with me, it's not really about what everyone else expects from you, right? Now you would think that, you would hear the story about wanting my son to speak and obviously your thought goes immediately to the world around us. Squeakiest wheel gets the most grease. Everybody wants to talk to you. Everybody has questions for you. If, if you don't speak, some people don't even say hello to him. You know, it's almost like persona non grata. Like it's just not even a part of it. And that bothers me as his dad, as his advocate, as the person who's by his side, as, as the person who I feel like I'm, I'm closest to him than anyone. But getting him to speak is not about them. It's not about what anybody else thinks of him or thinks of me or thinks of our family. It's about him. It's about how he feels. It's about how I feel. That's what's important, right? And that brings me to a subject I definitely wanted to discuss today. As you guys know, I said it right at the beginning of this thing, I'm doing you know, pretty good lately. It's been nice. I'm, I'm in positive spirits. I love the job that I'm working at. I love the people in my life. I love everything that I have going on. And I'm in a place that I didn't think I was going to be in. I didn't think I'd be here, honestly. Those of you who followed me back in January 2021, when I first started to come out about the fact that I was getting divorced, that I was moving out, I was getting my own place, it was a big change in my life. I've never lived alone before. I have the kids here half the week, but still, I've never been in charge of what the kitchen looks like or what the dining room looks like. All these things were mine. My own bills, they were all on me, figuring things out, doing everything. It was very, very scary. Um, I have a lot of history in my life. I don't talk to my family growing up, so I didn't have that safety net. There was nobody like, you know, don't worry, honey, it'll be okay. No, I didn't have that. Um, kind of searching around, looking for for people to bring around me. And as I said before, things today are better. I have people around me, people that I trust, people that I care about, people that I know are there for me. My life has changed tremendously, even in the last year or so. But within the last five years, it's almost rec- unrecognizable. So I feel good. And here's the funny thing, right? When you feel good and you're content and you know that you're doing everything to the best of your ability, nobody can hurt you anymore. Now, don't get me wrong. People can still say hurtful things. 
People could still swing at you. People could still try to get to you. And in some cases, maybe they even do, right? Maybe somebody says something that hits a nerve. They'll say that. Like you'll get upset. Hey, what's that supposed to mean? Ooh, I hit a nerve. Yeah, you did. You're a jerk. How's that? You happy about that? But it happens. You get a little thing here and there. But for me, right now, nobody's opinion of me defines me. Nobody can tell me who I am or what I'm missing or what I need to be. Because I know today, maybe not tomorrow, maybe not a week from now, but right now, in this moment, the only thing that's real, I know who I am. I know what I've accomplished. And I know that the decisions I've made have been right for me. Now, when I wasn't, right, when you're low, sometimes when you're a kid, when you're little, right, and it could be adults talking to you, it could be you when you're at a low point in your life and you don't know where you're going or what you're doing, all these different times in your life, somebody will turn around to you and be like, you are terrible. You are toxic and mean and you're nobody likes you and you can't do anything and you'll never do anything. You'll never be anything. And now, see, I say these things and I, I, I say them almost like a checklist of, of cruelty when you hear them, right? We hear them together and we're like, oh, that's awful. People would say stuff like that. But if you don't know who you are and you're struggling with that identity and somebody comes along and says that to you, you believe it. That's who you are. They've just told you who you are. And that hurts so much. Because what we do is we go from moment to moment, day to day, trying to discover what we're supposed to be, where we're supposed to be, how we're supposed to see ourselves. And we have a negative voice in our head that in some ways is supposed to be positive because it motivates you, right? That voice in your head, keep going, man. Don't stop. Don't be content. Just go. Keep going. You're doing good, but keep going. And that's a great voice to have in your head. Sometimes we have another voice in our head. I often have another voice in my head. The kind of voice that, I don't know, I forget to bring a cup up uh, from the basement to put in the sink that we use to eat ice cream or something that I left in the basement. And I go upstairs and it's not in my hands and I proceed to curse myself out. You're a freaking moron. What is wrong? What the, what is wrong with you? Like I do that to myself and I'm thinking, why? What is the point of that? If my kid didn't bring the cup, I wouldn't do that to my kid, you know, but we do that to ourselves. So we're always dealing with kind of that negative thought process, uh, what we should be and what we should be doing. And that tends to creep up the most when we're not doing well, when things are difficult, when we're frustrated, when we're angry with ourselves, when we know that there's things that we want and things that we need and things that just aren't happening. We chastise ourselves for it. And I've done that. But that's the trick. And that's something I've discovered this week. People can't hurt you the same way when you know who you are and when you're proud of the things that you've been doing. You can't hurt yourself the same way when you're proud of who you are and what you've been doing. And this week, I've been proud of who I am, what I've been doing. I'm content and I'm happy. And having that in my life has changed the outlook of everything else. And that's the secret. And that's something I definitely want to share with you guys, because for the last few years, I have struggled big time with figuring out who exactly I am and what exactly I'm supposed to be doing. And now I don't. When it comes to raising my kids, 
I feel good about that. If I have issues with my daughter, I don't sit there and you know, worry about like, what am I going to say? I don't want her to think that I'm a bad dad. I don't want her to be mad at me. I don't want, no, man, like we, we have to handle this. We're going to handle it. And what's been crazy is the more you make these decisions, the more you put your foot down and you go, okay, I'm going to handle my kid and I'm going to handle my career. I'm going to handle these things the way I see fit. Once you start to get breaks too, because a lot of it's luck. A lot of it is waiting for other people to recognize your worth. And that's what makes it so hard. If you're applying to jobs and nobody's responding to you, you feel worthless. If you are uh, pursuing romantic interests, and it's not working out for you, you feel worthless. If your circle of friends is closing, if family's leaving you, you feel worthless. And then somebody comes along and goes, hey, by the way, you're worthless. You're like, oh my God, yes. See, I knew it. You said I was worthless. But once those things aren't happening, once you get yourself together, and once you convince yourself that, look, I define who I am, and I'm proving it to myself, those people cannot hurt you anymore. And that's how you do it. I've done it. I'm happy about it. I wanted to tell you guys about it because to me, I don't know. I think so much of how we interact with the world is based on how we feel, memories, mental health. And so often, man, we, we disregard it and we, we don't even realize. But I realized it. This has been a real eye-opening few weeks. And I appreciate you guys being there as I opened my eyes, as I got myself together. And again, I said it before, I don't know. Next week might be like off the deep end. But right now, today, I'm good. And I want to embrace those moments because I don't think we do that enough. I once heard a quote that has stuck with me. I'm going to leave it with you guys here as we close out. It's that we never live in the fruits of our labor. Like we're never there. We're always pining for the next thing. We're always doubting who we are because we haven't reached a level that keeps changing. We keep changing our own goalposts. Right now, I'm happy. And I'm not thinking about how much happier I could be or how much happier I'll be in a month or two months or anything like that. Today, right now, this moment, the second I'm saying this sentence, I'm happy. And I'm happy over the fact that I am. So thank you guys for your time. Thanks for listening. Until next time, this is James Gutman saying, be well. Bye, pod. I'm done.